Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse Eight. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse Eight and Kate will break it down for you now. Happy New Year! Happy New happy, Year! Happy New Year! Okay, wait, let's uh, let's exchange stories of how we welcomed the new decade. You, I you I will begin. I spent it on the couch watching the uh, the Dick Clark countdown on my television. Dick Clark? Yeah, he's he's dead, yes. but they still call it the Dick Clark. And uh, usually every year you can see Jenny McCarthy tonguing her husband, and she didn't do it this year, so that bodes very well for 2020. So that was my big year. <laughs> how did how how did you see in the new year? Mine was it was real it was low key as well. Yeah, mine was real low key. Yeah, yeah I I just spent it you know with a few. Hundreds of thousands of people at Bruno Come Mars oh, well, concert what, what, in what? Abu Dhabi. You were in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. You were in Abu Dhabi with Bruno Mars. Yeah. I'm going to back that up. <laughs> you were with Bruno Mars in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And that's how you spent the New Year's. Yeah. And now you're recording with me. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We've got a lovely show. Thanks for tuning in. Hey. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's cool. And did you do cool Abu Dhabi things? I did. Are they your grown-up things you like? Should we save them? Yeah, or... let's save them. All right, we're gonna save them. Yeah. We're gonna save them. We're gonna save them. Well, uh, Kate, we've been doing a lot of obscure picture books to a certain extent because it's the necessity of Christmas and Hanukkah books. So I figured we gotta we gotta get back on the famous book horse on uh, the classic train. The classic train. Choo, choo. That was way better than famous book horse. Yes. Which was I was like, what are you saying? Why are these words emitting from your mouth? I mean, FBH or Classic Train. <sighs> Fine, the Classic Train. We're back toot on the Classic toot. Train. I like I like the two too. Thank you. And um, this one is inspired by an episode of a different podcast called Sawbones, where someone recently said, uh, well, you pronounce the K of this word, like in Knuffle Bunny. Well, baby, have I got a book for you. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull it out here. Let's let's see what this book is. Booda 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 Oh! Knuffle Bunny 2. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, as a subtitle. Oh, sorry. Right there. A Case of Mistaken Identity. By? Mo Williams. Yes! Knuffle Bunny's back! Backity backpack! I don't remember if you liked the first one or not, so... I think I did. Maybe you did. Hard to say. But we'll find out if you like the sequel or not. Okay. It is very famous, and it came out uh, more than 10 years ago. It came out in 2007. So, oh there gosh. you go. It's a 13-year-old book. Oh my gosh, I feel so old. This book could go... Uh, look, you don't have to date myself. I was going to say this book could go to the mall and get its ears pierced, but <laughs> there is no mall. There's malls. And, I mean, I get... Yes, sort of. Do 13-year-olds just go to the mall for fun anymore? No, they do not, Kate. Yeah. No, they do not. I don't know. They, they don't. Why not? Well, maybe they do. If you're a 13-year-old who goes to the mall and listens to this podcast, email us at fusekdata at gmail.com. Okay, give me the book. Okay, go take it. Okay. okay. While Kate does her read, let me give a little background information on this book. And Oh, what's, what's this? What's this on the floor? It's a, oh, look, it's, it's a name. I, 
I appear to have dropped it because I'm going to drop a name on you, babies. Yes, Mo Willems himself uh, told me and probably a bunch of other librarians, but told me personally, just me, about a shot in this book that you might not have noticed. Now, of course, what's remarkable about the Knuffle Bunny books is that they have won awards, uh, Caldecott honors, and yet they use photography. They are the only Caldecott award or honor books to use photography in any way, shape, or form. If this statement is untrue, I would love you to tell me otherwise. You can't. It's true. Anyway, there's a shot in this book, and it is of Grand Army Plaza. It's at night. Now, these books are remarkable because Mo takes extra care not to have any cars in the shots. Well, this shot was taken at night of Grand Army Plaza. He had to wait until, like, 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m., something like that, to get this shot. What he didn't know was that somewhere around that time, say 3 a.m., the uh, the lights of Grand Army Plaza just go out, and he would not have been able to take this shot, which I believe is uh, a time-sensitive shot. It's just a, it's a long uh, exposure to get enough light for the image. And I believe, if I am remembering this correctly, that he took the shot, he had the long exposure time, he stopped it, and then boom, bam, lights go out. That is how I remember him telling it. Name drop. And we're back. I've got issues. What? <laughs> Wait, what? 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 Yeah. Issues? There's so many inconsistencies in this. What? That it bugs me. I think I gave you the wrong book. What book we're doing is Knuffle Bunny. Two. I know. And you're talking about some other book. No. So you clearly swap books. Nope. While you're out of the room. I do like, though, that as soon as you open up the book and you're taken to the title page, you know, they show you pictures of, like, the parents, mm -hmm. the getting married, having the kid, and then the kid grows up. The picture of when the kid's born and mom looks so tired yeah. and dad, but somehow dad looks even more tired. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sign of a good dad. When the dad's as tired as the mom. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well that. done there. But I still have issues. Well, that title page, I should say, is the same title page as Knuffle Bunny, except it has added the picture of Trixie with Knuffle Bunny and the picture of her with her. Well, I won't give it away. Yeah. Quite. Right. Let's, let's, a, let's, go, through, let's yes. go through this mess of a book here. What? So, what? Starting from... Ah. I can tell so many people are, like, really mad right now. Yeah, but. they're throwing <laughs> their iPhones against the walls, being like, Yes, that's fresh. Kitty doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, do it again. Hear me out. All right, because sure. It makes Make sense. your case, Missy. So, the father is walking Trixie to school, mm -hmm. right? Sure. They never say where they live. We they know live in a Brooklyn apartment. We know it's New York, right? We know it's Brooklyn. How do we know that they live in Brooklyn? We never see their address. We don't have to. They're living in brownstones like that. I mean, you can find them in Harlem like that, but that's pretty Brooklyn. That's interesting because anyway. they walk past the clever barbershop that has an address. Does it really? Yep. It is 869 9th Avenue. Sure. Do you know where that is, Betsy? There's not a 9th Avenue in Brooklyn? It's not Brooklyn. Oh, you 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 Googled the Clever Barbershop? I did. And with that address? Yes. Where is it? It looks like Manhattan, Betsy. Yeah, it's Hell's Kitchen. Huh. Maybe he just couldn't find the right barbershop in so Brooklyn to walk by. they live in Manhattan. Well, that photo was taken in Manhattan. Well, they, the they, 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 wa 
walked Brooklyn. past it. Sure. So that means they must maybe, live by it. Well, maybe there was a second uh, one, and it doesn't have a web presence. Well, maybe it's on... I'm 9th- just going by the address, Betsy. And the address is Manhattan, which means they walk to PS 107, which mm-hmm. is also in the photograph. Yes. Which means they walked three hours, <laughs> Betsy. They walked three Across hours. Across the Brooklyn Bridge. To get to school. Yeah. That's how good this school is. <laughs> they walked You know that what? Part. It's not their fault. Uh, maybe the subways were down and, uh, you know, it's a lottery system for getting into public how schools. How expensive is their apartment is what I want to know. It doesn't matter if it's Manhattan or Brooklyn. It's flippin' expensive. Right? I can tell you that. Yeah. But I also I think they bought it. Well, and then I do like also that as they're walking into the school, there's this mother with three kids, and she looks crazy exhausted. Yeah, he's really good at drawing exhaustion. You just need to draw the lines under the eyes. It is. It is. It is that. Other moms don't have that. But this one sure does, because she's got three kids. Yeah, three kids. Which makes sense. In New York City. Right. So right there. And then, okay, we're going to get to the address thing later, because it comes up again. But anyway, so... (laughs) It's just, it's very... I think you're concentrating too much on the address thing. I'm just saying, it's very interesting. There's All inconsistencies. Right. So, uh-huh. right. So, Trixie walks into um, her her classroom, Quite. right? Mm-hmm. And she's very excited to show her teacher and all of her friends her bunny. Right. Her very unique bunny. Yes. But just as her father is leaving, mm-hmm. she sees Sonia. Right? Sonia. Right. Sonia. Yep. Sonia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also has a bunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now what I notice is behind Sonia, there's a something on the board that says dishwashers and manager. What are they teaching in pre-K, Betsy? Well, maybe they're teaching how to work at a fast food joint. I don't know. That's a pretty practical application of your kindergarten things. This, this is, is pre-K. Weird. That is weird. It says manager and dishwashers. All right. Pre-K. No, it's not pre-K. It is no, pre-K. No, because it's in a school. She remembers when she was in pre-K, but she didn't get to do cool Trixie stuff. Trixie couldn't wait to show Knuffle Bunny and Miss Ms. Greengrove and all of her friends in pre-K. In pre-K? There's a pre-K? Oh, that's strange. Okay. There's a pre-K in a school. All right. Maybe some schools have pre-K. I don't even know. Well, apparently, apparently this school does. does. Okay. All where right. they teach about blue-collar jobs, <laughs> like being a dishwasher, and maybe how you can eventually go up the scale and work yourself up to being a manager and... They're Maybe they ask kids the what their parents do. I don't know. <laughs> sure. It is really weird, actually. That image is very strange. Okay, I right. don't know why. Anyway, so we get to Sonia and her bunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And immediately yeah. I noticed that this bunny's got, like, a ribbon. Oh, you noticed that? I never noticed that when Seriously? I saw it. Yeah, when I read the book the first he time, I did not He zooms in on it. He does zoom in on it, but I still didn't notice it. I just noticed there was and a And then on bunny the there. same page, you see her bunny doesn't have a ribbon. Yes. Well, then you're very observant and you're noticing things you're supposed to notice. Okay. Yes. But there's a flaw in this bedside. What? I'll get there. So right. anyway, so as the two girls are like eyeing each other with their bunnies. Give them the old stink eye. Yeah, like Trixie's bunny is eyeing <laughs> Sonia's bunny. Like, uh-oh. It almost never moves at all. But yeah, you're oh, right. But the eyes moves, do appear to move a lot later. Oh, does it? Yeah. So, That's funny. The two girls are then arguing with each other about how to pronounce the name of the bunny. Correct, yes. Whether it's Knuffle or mm-hmm. just... Nuffle. Nuffle, right. 
Sans K. Yeah. Um, or Silent K. Right. So the teacher that. takes away both bunnies. I'm with the teacher. Where they are placed on top of the cabinets and they are both looking at each other. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are looking at each other. I can't deny that. They are, in fact, looking at each other. Yeah. So then the school bell rings and the teacher returns the bunnies to the girls. Right. Immediately, I can tell that the wrong bunny is being given to our main character, oh, Trixie. All right, because the ribbon is there. You're you're on board with this. And all if right. you are a four or five year old kid with your very favorite stuffed animal of all time that you take it everywhere, that you love it, you know its smell, you know what it looks like, mm. you would recognize this ain't your bunny because it's got a ribbon. My bunny doesn't have a ribbon. She's being handed it, but she her eyes are closed at the time, as are then, the other girls. But then she plays. But she doesn't with the look bunny. at it. But she's not looking at it. She at that looks point. at it when she's pushing it on a swing. It's staring right at her. That's true. That's true. You'd think she'd notice. You, it is a subtle detail, I would say. Also, one other thing subtle that I difference. thought was interesting was that in this classroom, when the bunnies are being taken away, uh-huh. it says in very fine print, "We live in Park Slope." Brooklyn, New York. That's correct, yes. This is where the books are supposed to take place. I don't know why he took a photo from a different barbershop and Mm -hmm. put it in a book, but Mm -hmm. it's Park Slope, Brooklyn. That is correct, yes. So Trixie gets home. She eats her dinner, brushes her teeth, plays with mom and dad, and then she's tucked into bed. Well, Mm -hmm. as she's playing this game with her parents, I can see that stupid pigeon in the living room just... Just chilling there, like, oh, you can't see me, but I'm actually here. Are you not aware that the pigeon is in every single Mo Willems book that he's ever done? Okay, well, you've only shown me the pigeon book. Oh! And Knuffle, but he's in Knuffle Bunny, the first one. I think he's I... in every single Mo Willems book that has ever been made. Damn pigeon! I'm sorry. So you can't avoid. I actually gave the Knuffle Bunny books to my niece before, and she ever saw a pigeon book, and she, on her own, came to her dad one day and was like. Why is this pigeon in all of these books? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. There, it was a everywhere. legit question. Yeah. yeah. So she's in bed, and a few hours later, at 2 o'clock in the morning, she realizes... Something. ...that she has the wrong bunny. Mm-hmm. It took her a good, you know, 12 hours to realize well, this. Well, come on. Have you never had, like, the 2 a.m. epiphany? You know, where at 2 a.m. suddenly something just perfectly clear, and you're like, oh, and then sleep is just a lost cause. Well, I think she should have realized this much, much earlier, if she truly loved her toy, which she apparently doesn't. So she wakes up her parents at 2.30 in the morning, um, and her father tries explaining what 2.30 means. He asks if we can deal with it in the morning. And immediately, Mom's skeptical eyebrow pops up, and she says, <laughs> "Nice try, honey." Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not getting me to do anything with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I think uh, my theory with this is that Mom was the one that stayed up with the baby a whole lot of nights, and she's like, "Payback time, sucker!" Yep. So Dad walks down the stairs, and before he gets to the bottom of the stairs, the phone rings. And it's the father of Sonia calling and saying, we have your bunny. Oh, look, they have a landline. Yeah. That's a landline. Yeah, that was made in 2007. (laughs) My, oh, my. Yeah, maybe they got it for like 10 bucks a month, you know, with the internet bundle, you know. What young couple would have one? I like that he has uh, his reflection in the mirror Ah! in all of the photos. Oh, that's funny. I never noticed that before. That's an attention to detail. Oh, my gosh, it is. You're right. Yeah. But, like, slightly fuzzier. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. I was like, I like 
that. Nice yeah. detail. Nice detail. So arrangements are made mm. at two thirty in the morning. Yep. To take your four or five year old child on the streets of New York. Now you did get that the, the the text is sort of like a gangster film, right? You know, we have your bunny. You know, it's it's sort of replicating that in some way. Was that what it was trying to do? I think so. I didn't get that. All right, fine. So then they walk. You got the barbershop, but you didn't get the gangster reference. No, it's just, we have your bunny. And then he's like, we have yours too. And then he makes arrangements. Yes. Yeah. So then they meet at... Grand Army Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. How did they get a shot of Brooklyn with no cars? Well, I can actually answer that question. It was in my While Kate Does Her Read section. Uh, which folks have heard. Do you want me to explain it to you? No, no, that's okay. okay. You'll later. hear it. You'll hear it later. It's, there is a legit reason for that. It's it's Photoshop, isn't it? Okay. No, nope. it's not. Actually, nope, it's Photoshop. So then the father's exchange. Photoshop was in its infancy. <laughs> Still, the fathers exchange the bunnies. Mm-hmm. The girls are very happy, and then I'm like, great! It's the end of the book. You know, yeah. like, everyone's all buddy-buddy. And then there's an epilogue? It was definitely an epilogue, yes. I've never seen a kid's book with an epilogue before. Yeah, and it I was kind of unique at the time, and actually. And I don't think it was needed. Yeah. I don't think they you needed Really? Because see... you get, like, the death stares of the fathers, which I think is worth something right there. I don't think those are death stares. I think they're both shocked that their shocked child would want to yeah. share their Well, that, with... that there was literally no reason to get up at 2.30 in the morning because they're just going to do the exact thing. I, I don't I think it just... I think ending it with... And that's how Trixie found her first best friend. Well, you know, the nice thing about an epilogue is you can choose to end it right there if you don't wish to read the rest of it. Yeah, I don't like the end. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Those are all my problems with this book. Yeah, it's all your problems with this book. All right. Um, Knuffle Bunny 2 is uh, the second of the trio. There are three Knuffle Bunny, Bunny books all together. Someday, Kate. If you're a very, very good girl. In another year. We might, in another year, <laughs> we might take another year, and you might see the conclusion of the Knuffle Bunny Triumvirate. Oh. The be, trilogy. Be still, my beating heart. You'll love it. So excited. It really wraps up all these loose ends that you've been wondering about yes, from this I book. Yes, I can't wait. Yes. Yeah. It is, uh, as you can see, a shiny sticker. It won itself a Caldecott honor. Uh, I'm not arguing with that. Yeah, no, no. It's a mix of... It was used photography, which Caldecott books don't get awards if they are photograph books. This is the closest a photograph book has ever gotten to winning that award. And yes, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Uh, There's really not a lot of backstory to it, except that Mo Williams does have a daughter named Trixie. And if folks ever want to have fun, you might be able to find a video of her these days... She is now, I believe, in college, and she's like Judy Garland in that she has the lowest voice on a young woman. Like, it, she sounds like she's 39. <laughs> she just has this, like, amazing, like, deep, low voice, and you're like, little, little Trixie? Little Trixie with your cunyuffle buggy? But no, no. She is she is old and ancient and wise. And, <laughs> okay. and I believe in our, an artist. In I don't think well. she'd appreciate you calling her old. I but... think she'd love it. <laughs> All right, readings time. You go first. You know, it's, I don't think it's as strong as the first Knuffle Bunny, but we're not rating it uh, in comparison to the first one. So let's say someone walked into the library and just picked up this book and hadn't seen that there was a previous book. Now, there's a small problem at the beginning. Then it says, 
Uh, it sort of implies that there was a story before this, but that's the last you hear about it, so I don't think it's really do or die. The art is great, the story is funny. Do I think it's like a classic? Like, like if I had all the books in the world, of children, all, the, all the great picture books, would I put it on the classic list? Honestly, I'm right down the middle with it. Um, so knowing perfectly well that you're not going to be voting very highly <laughs> with it, but I can't change my vote just because of that. Um, I'm a down the middle person. I'm going to, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it a little half a jump. I'll say 5.5. Gotcha. Yeah. What, what, what'd you put there, bud? Well, so I gave the first one a four and mm. you gave the first one an eight. Well, I do feel that the first one's stronger. Honestly. And with the first one, I couldn't relate to any of the characters. Yes. And I'd already been around a lot of crying kids, so I really didn't appreciate... What crying kids were you around? On planes. Oh, yes. Like a 15 Ooh, and a well. half hour plane, Betsy. This is why you'll like Knuffle Bunny 3, because it takes place on a plane. Oh, great. You'll love it. So, and there's a crying kid in it. Okay. Well, this one I'm also giving a four, because... Oh, interesting. I like the art... Um, and I especially like, you know, when you see a tired mom, you know, I, I, I can, I can't relate, but I can appreciate it, <laughs> but I see a lot of holes, the locations, the ribbon, the fact that kids should recognize their own bunny, the fact that no parent would take their four-year-old out on the streets of New York at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, I, I don't know about that one, <laughs> but sure. For the I mean, sake of argument, sure. I don't, right. So I gave it a four. Yeah. So between your rating and my rating, uh, it is a 4.75. So just not, not a classic. Not a classic. <laughs> oh, Thanks. sadness. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, right. Whoa. <laughs> whoa is me. He will have to content himself with his piles and piles of money. <laughs> and awards and fame. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. Oh, poor Mo. Sorry, Mo. It's all good. Letters time. Ooh. Lots of letters this time. Uh, so two books in particular were discussed by our listeners. The first one was, as you recall, uh, The Nativity by Julie Vivas. Uh, Mary wrote in. She said, OMG. So, first school library, parentheses, Catholic school, I work in. The principal pulled this book because, quote, Mary looks like a bag lady and <laughs> Jesus has a penis. Really? I asked if it would have been better or worse if he didn't. <laughs> I think it's a legit question. Yeah. Margo wrote in. Oh, Margo. Margo definitely wrote in. She wanted to make absolutely sure that we got, saw this. And after reading her comment, I understand why. She wrote, you know at the back where it looks like Joseph is waving goodbye to Mary? Yeah. Okay, apparently that image was cropped in our edition. Oh. It says, she says, Joseph is waving goodbye to the angel, not to Mary on the last page. The angel is up at the top of the illustration in my copy. So apparently this was cropped out. And maybe put on the back of the book. And put on the back of the book, but it was actually inside the original Australian edition. But why is she on a donkey then? Well, he's going with her. She's just, remember how she would grab those reins and just be like, rah! Yeah. Like, she's already taken off. And he's like, bye, angel. Bye. Wait, Mary! <laughs> and then like he's like running after him in his house slippers. That's what I figured. Um, <laughs> she, she goes on. I did enjoy your commentary, but since I am in Australia, I would like to ask you not to attempt our accent. <laughs> I knew someone would point that out. Oh, sorry. Uh, as you've discovered, this book is in print. 
1987, the Ignativity was shortlisted for our Children's Book Council of Australia Picture Book of the Year Award. I love that you gave our book an 8. You are right, the illustrations are so special, luminous, and gently funny. I'm Momo. My blog is called Momo Time to Read because Momo, the book by Michael End, is an allegory about time, and I think everyone, especially children, need time for reading. I'm a retired teacher librarian from Sydney, Australia. Right on. Thank you, Margo. That was very informative. And now, last one. This one is about uh, the Hanukkah guest, mm -hmm. or the Hanukkah, Hanukkah bear, bear uh -huh. depending on your version, by Erica Kimmel. Uh, I'm just going to say her name is maybe Chana Stifle? It's just one, one word there. Oh, Instagram. Oh, I love you. <laughs> Question. Just curious. What do you think the chances are of getting a Hanukkah picture book published in 2020 with an adult protagonist like the lovable Bubba Bryna? My main character needs to be an adult because he drives the mitzvah mobile with the menorah on top, a key factor in the story. Would love your point of view. And uh, when she said this, someone else called Oh My Lorelei, which is a great name, responded, does it need to be adult if he isn't human? And this is true. If you ever want to do an adult in a picture book, make him a, make him a mole. Make him a rat. Make him a, a kitten or a cat or something. Adults who are... Animals are fine in children's books, but if you make an adult human the hero, it is less likely to be published. Hmm. Fun, but true. Interesting. Grown-up things we like. Uh, do you want me to go first, or you go first? Mine's super short, so maybe you should go first. Okay. All right. So, right, so I went to Abu Dhabi. Right. I flew 13 and a half hours there, mm -hmm. 15 and a half hours home. Huh. Yeah. Um, I rode a camel. Cool. I went dune bashing. That's when you get in a Toyota Land Rover and you just go over these crazy dunes and it's all like, like you feel like you're on a roller coaster. Oh, it is terrifying. I watched your video and there was a lot of German being spoke behind Ah, uh, that's because all the people in my car were from Switzerland. Two spoke French, three spoke German. Ah, and the girl... so you weren't full of Germans. It was, it was the Swiss. It was the Swiss. Ah, I see. And one of them definitely puked. Big time. <laughs> like... All over. They sounded like they were laughing, crying. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So was I. Okay. <laughs> um, I also went sandboarding. Nice. Which, like, you essentially just kind of get on a sled and you go down sand dunes. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I went to the Grand Mosque and I got yelled at. Why? Because I was wearing a... Sh so they have very strict dress codes. Right, right. Women can't wear, like, pants or t-shirts. You have to wear a long dress or a long skirt. Yep. Cover up with long sleeves. Mm -hmm. And you have to cover up your hair. Right. So I had a shawl and I covered up my hair mm -hmm. and I was taking a picture and then the, uh, the security man looked at me and he pointed to my head and I had to bring the scarf a little further down on my forehead because I was showing too much hair. And really? If, and my tour guide who was huh. speaking to the security guard in the native language right. learned that if you touch someone else, mm -hmm. like if you're doing like a selfie together and you right. touch someone else... Um, the security guard, or if you're showing, or if you completely take off your scarf and you take a picture, uh, they will take your camera and delete the photo. Interesting. Yeah, they are very strict. Huh. Because you're in the In mosque. the old days, I'm sure they would have just popped the film out, but that's harder with the digital things. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I went huh. to the Emirates Palace where you could have gold in your ice cream or cappuccino. Did I, you? No. It was very expensive. You could so have, I did, well, I, I, What? And plus, I don't want to eat gold. Um, I saw the world's largest carpet and the world's largest dome. <laughs> I stuck my toes in the Arabian Gulf Sea. Aww. And then, yeah, I saw Bruno. 
So, and you saw Bruno. That's nice. And you saw a belly dancer who balanced a sword on her hip. I saw that. On her hip, on her head, on cool. her chest. It was crazy. Yeah. Very nice. And very it was nice. very cold in the desert. So it I looked, was, it looked I, super cold. I just wanted to give her a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, no, it was a great trip. So if you have the chance to go to Abu Dhabi, highly recommend it. It is very, on the dates there are so tasty. Oh, the food was great. It was, yeah, highly recommended. Very good. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up to Abu Dhabi. All right. Uh, my grown-up thing, it's debatable if we could call this a grown-up thing because it's Disney+. Plus. Is Disney Plus for grown-ups? Sure. I suppose so. Mm-hmm. It's got the Mandalorian on it and yeah. stuff like that, which now and, I can see. And they have whole stories about um, um, the Imagineers and, like, the history sure. of how, like, films are made. And, and, and I, the best of all, theme parks. And... I bet I could find Watcher in the Woods. Remember Watcher in the Woods? No. It was a it was a Disney horror film that I saw as a kid, and uh, it's terrible and terrifying. Or at least it was terrible and terrifying to me when I was ten. Probably not the scariest thing in the world, but it does involve seeing a girl who's blindfolded appearing in mirrors all around you, going "Help me!" Okay. So, okay. Yeah, Jeez. gotcha, didn't I? Yeah. Well, it's very frightening, and hopefully I'll be able to see it again and excise these demons that keep me <laughs> awake at night. Okay. Finally. Uh, and that's all I got. That's it? That's it. Disney Plus. It's awesome. Oh. Oh, and I saw the new Star Wars movie. Right. Me too. Yay. I liked it. I liked it fine. Yeah. Yeah. People got a problem with it. I don't get the problem. I mean, I get some of the problems. Like, Rose was completely like... Yeah, she was... Like, hey, look, it's Rose. She was in the last film. <laughs> you know, and there... That's that's It's not about much. her. It's not about her. It's not about her, but she could have had anything to do. Yeah. I would just say, like, literally anything. Yeah. So, that, that I understand that objection quite a lot. Uh, but other objections, I'm like, eh, it's fine. So next week, we should do a book about Star Wars. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they exist, but they're not exactly old, as strange as that might be. Hmm. Um, there are I, there are some old ones. They're terrible. I'll see what I can do. I, I, have, uh, I have some ideas. Actually, you know what we need to do? Hmm. It's almost time for the Caldecots. Oh. I need to bring in the three top, uh, the top Caldecott contenders. Okay. All right. So I think maybe we'll be doing that soon. Cool. All right. And until then, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse Aid and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our Disney Plus is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.